0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Just Keep Trying. I am your host, Kiana Martinez. Today, I'm very excited because I have Amy Corey with me. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're here. We actually, like... I feel like we started our podcast like an hour ago. We met for coffee and yep. like caught up. So. <laughs> We're already we should have just, like, just worn portable um, microphones. Microphones, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just walked around and that's our podcast. It's just <laughs> us and East, <laughs> and East National. a day in the life and East
1: National.
0: Yeah. So Amy is a singer songwriter, but she is also a lot of things like on top of that. I feel like you're like so, like, I'll I'll let you kind of say what who you are and what you are, but for me, I love watching your stuff and like hearing your story because you're so open about a lot of stuff, which I love. Yeah. Um, I feel like most people try and. I don't want to say try and seem perfect, but try and put like their best self stuff yeah, out there, exactly. um, instead of it just being like raw and authentic. And yeah. that's what I love about you is like oh, you're, you are, you are like authentic oh. and you're yourself and you're <laughs> true to it. Um, so we'll start with kind of you. We were talking, and you moved here when you were eighteen to Nashville yeah. by
1: yourself. Three months after I graduated high school, I moved here. That's so crazy. I look back. And I think I was so driven mm-hmm. and the pressure was on that I just kind of moved forward. But looking back, I was like, God, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like so people young. were right. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so young. I feel like it's awesome though when you have like a dream that makes you not I don't want to say naive, but like just motivated and like yeah. not willing to like give it up. I feel like it pushes you that much more. Yeah. Um Can you kind of touch on like, just what was the hardest thing for you when you first moved
1: here? Well, it's funny because I moved, my father always taught us growing up that you never want to get into a fight unless you know everything you're fighting for. Mm -hmm. And so prior to moving to Nashville, I took vocal lessons for 10 years and I learned that technique Mm -hmm. um, called speech level singing for 10 years to where I was confident if I had to prove myself, Mm -hmm. I could. And that was my, like, that was my school, my college. And I learned songwriting and business and stuff like that mm-hmm. and so i felt ready to move yeah and i moved here i always tell people like i moved here to learn i didn't mm-hmm. want to come in thinking i knew everything yeah. and then when i moved here i knew my brand was h- going to be hard mm-hmm. so i got in with the people that have been here the longest mm-hmm. like the older generation songwriters yeah like tim mcgraw and Marty robbins like yeah the older stuff because i knew those were the ones that have understand. been in yeah. the industry so long and they accepted me I could kind of move in mm-hmm. and so I just learned but I think the hardest part I mean I didn't know anyone mm-hmm. and but I think the hardest part was staying was more personal mm-hmm. than career like personally I went through a lot of hard stuff when I was younger like self-harm and eating disorder and depression all of that mm-hmm. And to be on my own and still having to recover from all of that yeah. with the stress of everything else. I think that was the hardest part is just, I went into it with, I thought was a strong mentality knowing it would be hard, Yeah. but then I didn't realize how every single day was like career stuff, like the balance. Yeah. And I yeah. think looking back, that was the hardest part. Mm-hmm. And then I'm so career focused to where I like, I wouldn't say sacrifice, but I gave up a lot of... Um, family events I would go home once a year I Mm -hmm. like never had a relationship in that time and so just I never got to I never lived the actual life yeah even in high school I never lived life it was just always career 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 Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful because it kept me focused yeah but looking back I kind of like that was hard (laughs) yeah and it is
0: I feel like for me, that was one of my. I don't regret it. I learned a lot um, about myself and about life. But um, when I was like 21, it had been singing for so long that yeah. I was like, I need to like, I need to find a boyfriend. <laughs> I need to like go out. I need to party. Like my friends
1: are like, it's having it's a so retaliation. much fun. And, like, yeah, you retaliate because you never did. I think when I turned 21, which wasn't like insanely long ago. <laughs> I like, I I didn't, reta- I wasn't bad I, I, because I don't have the time to be yeah. bad, Yeah. but I was doing things and it was so out of character, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't bad. It was just so out of character in myself. And it wasn't that I was like, I wasn't doing it to like do it. I was doing yeah. it as like a retaliation. It yeah. was so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's almost like, it's, it's weird because it's like you in this industry, you have control over your Career, if you choose to. And exactly. like, for me, it was like one of those things where it was, it was a little like rebellious, like, well, I'm 21 now and like, I'm going to go drink and like, I don't, it's fine, whatever. Like, yeah. I'm going to, I don't want this show because I want to go party. Like, it's, yeah. it's interesting because even though I loved what I was doing and I still love music, obviously, yeah. I've, I tried to quit it. I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, right. <laughs> um, but it, It was, like, kind of, like you said, like, it was, like, a form of control, and I feel like that's what gets, like, us into trouble Mm -hmm. in this industry, is, like, sometimes you feel like you don't have control over stuff, and so you kind of rebel in a way that, like, seems normal, but it's not normal for you.
1: Yeah, it's, like, it's just, it's, like, keeping your priorities, Mm -hmm. and then I, I always see, like, my priority, I walk the straight line and all that kind of stuff, I, like, I never want to get distracted. Yeah. I think that's where it, mm-hmm. it kind of got off balance was yeah. like and then I realized I was like, oh God, like, <laughs> I didn't make it this far then yeah, <laughs> to do it. Um, but it was bizarre. hmm And you know, people asked me, they were like, do you like feel any different when you're 21? Like, do you have any different, anything changed? And I said, yeah. no, I've got the same responsibilities I've had since I was 18. Yeah. I can just drink it out publicly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can sit in a bar and Now play. I can like, yeah, exactly. Like I used to have to do it in my, oh wait, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> it's like,
0: we cover everything here. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it's, for me, I think, what changed when I turned twenty one was I, because I was able to drink more and like it was legal, um, I started to get really sick because I was drinking a lot, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it before. Um, yeah that like just alcohol and I, as much as I love to have like a good night out, like I just I can't, yeah, it just it messes me up. I so up my with voice you. it messes up my body. Um, yeah, so, that was like a big lesson that yeah. I had to learn when I first turned 21.
1: Uh yeah, I was never a big drinker. I was always so focused even when I was younger like the high school parties mm-hmm. or whatever I never went to. I was songwriting in <laughs> my room alone. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, I think this industry is such a you it's just a social thing, mm-hmm. drinking. And I I like never drink when I have business stuff when I perform cuz it's your job. Yeah. But um yeah, I remember my body just Yeah. Failed. Yeah. <laughs> like, dang it. <laughs> but it's funny because I have like the biggest, for my size, the biggest tolerance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can't do it every single day. Yeah. Like I always say, like, the difference with like college students and songwriters is like college students get drunk to get drunk. Yeah. Songwriters have the money to yeah. get drunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's bizarre. It's, yeah. And it is, it is like such a drinking town that like, and I, I will say I have friends who don't drink and like, I don't drink very often. Like I'll go through phases where it's like, oh, I want to have fun and like hang out and go to social events and drink. Um, but I do have friends who don't drink at all and are still in the industry and it's so cool to see them
1: like navigate that. And I love that. It's doable. Yeah. And I mean, if I'm business, like I'm very strict and very stubborn when it comes to like um, making sure I keep personal and business. Like, if I'm in a business scene, if I'm performing, I don't let, like, single guys buy me drinks. Mm-hmm. I don't let people buy me drinks. Unless it's, like, a bartender who already made the drink. Yeah, I'm like, oh, God. I hate you. But I've always stayed so strict because I... You, you're, like... I'm still, like, that little kid. Like, I just want to do everything right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. I, I want to be really good at this job. Yeah. Like, it's that pressure to be... And, I mean, like, I've seen it not ruined, but... Really hurt someone's yeah. brand when it is so. If I ever drink, it's really personal. Yeah, and I mean, I stay away from the bars that I yeah. work at and perform at it's like i try to keep everything so separate for yeah. if i really want to drink i'll yeah. leave town <laughs> like when i when i um, when i turned 21 i went to new york for a weekend because i was like i gotta get out of this town <laughs> no one's gonna know me in new york yeah.
0: well and that's the thing about nashville too is like everybody knows every bizarre and it's so, it's such a like it's such a big small town it's scary like, it's and it's yeah it is it but it's cool it's cool how like I mean, I don't want to say that there aren't cliques because there are, but everybody's so nice here it's, and like everybody just it. knows everybody. Like yeah. you can walk into a room and be like, oh, there's, you know, like this
1: person that <laughs> it's like a blessing knows and this a curse. person. Yeah. <laughs> there's
0: no hiding. In yeah, now. there's <laughs>
1: no hiding. And I've tried. <laughs> so I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, Once you realize that it's like, okay, gotta yeah. be on top of it. Yeah. And we had this conversation. I think it's hard. Maybe you can kind of help me um explain it a little better but because I use the same term and like you mentioned earlier about being on um Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to explain I feel like yeah because it's like it's not that I'm a different person no it's just that I'm more I put more energy into it yeah
1: I I mean like for me personally it's like I just function to where I have a work mind and mm-hmm. a personal mind. Yeah. And it's kind of the extrovert, introvert mm-hmm. kind of a thing, to where you're on when you like, I think when you say on, like you're attentive, you're yeah, you have to not be someone different, but you have to be kind of your best self yeah. in a way. And so I know if I'm overly exhausted and I can't keep up, mm-hmm. that's when I know I need some sleep. Yeah. Like it's just I, I, Amy Schumer wrote a book about it. And, like, she explained it so well. Like, if when I have time alone, which is, like, a couple of hours, like, I need to be alone. Yeah. You're around so many people. If I go to events and songwriting stuff, it's not a personal thing. Yeah. It's, it's work. Yeah. Because I'm having to talk to people, be... Amy Corey. Yeah. And then when I have my personal time, I'm either asleep (laughs) or I'm like hiding in my house. Yeah. Like it just, I think there's, there's, it's so hard for people in the industry to find that balance. Mm -hmm. And I understand now why so many people break. Mm -hmm. I think that's what made me realize it's like, like, and I, it's unfortunate that when people do break, they show the breaking and they don't show how you can prevent that breakdown.
0: Well, and I think our, our media too, which for me, like looking back, I'm thankful that like, I wasn't in like the spotlight during all of the like moments when I had my like breakdowns because it sucks. Like you see people who deal with stuff and their business is out on like the newsstands and like it's, they don't talk about like, oh, well, you know, leading up to that, this person had yeah. zero sleep, was on tour, it's, was doing like... And it frustrates me that people look at things and are like, oh, they went to rehab for exhaustion. Like, that's so stupid.
1: It's like, no. no like it's, 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 it's legit. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, I can name... Well, I, I hope they took it down. But there's so many pictures where I look mm-hmm. exhausted. Yeah. And like, it's just it's just bizarre how like I think now everything is changing slowly on how I just hope that like I'm very honest about mental health and Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of press with that to where I want people to know that there are ways to like prevent it Mm -hmm. and that these the and that's what the media needs to be showing is like what it gets before the negative outcome and it's just frustrating that all you hear is like so-and-so broke down or so-and-so yeah. this happened. lapsed or, yeah. like, is doing drugs or it's is doing... It's like, an alcoholic. It's... And it's unfortunate because, like, it's not like it happened that day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's been going yeah. on
1: for a while. <laughs> yeah. And then that's the final... Yeah. Yeah. Break.
0: And I think now, especially with um, social media, it's awesome because you get direct information from the yes. source. It's like yeah. you're as someone who's a brand and putting themselves out there, you have control over what's going out there and what people see, Yeah, Um, Yeah. which is awesome. And I love, I feel like for me, I am more inspired by being myself and putting out raw material and things that people relate to. Um, It inspires me to see them comment on things and, know that there's like a community of people that we can be open and vocal and talk about like our issues and different things that we have in common. And it makes me feel closer. It's,
1: it's inspiring. And I mean, like I, I'm not like, I always try to tell people like I'm open. I'm so honest about my story, but like, it's, it's hard because I am, I'm not a therapist. Like Mm -hmm. I can be there for so many people, but like I've helped people through suicide and it's really, it's inspiring when after the fact, but it's so, it, 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 it's inspiring because you realize like if you could be that one person for someone Mm -hmm. for that one person, cause I remember growing up through all my, um, problems and my hero was myself in 10 years cause no one was talking about it. Yeah. And it was, it was inspiring for me to become that person. Mm But I never want anyone <laughs> to have to go through that. Yeah. And it's just... It's it's amazing to see how your pain can make someone else's pain go away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Is like... I always try to be a positive in every negative. Yeah. And to bring that positivity into someone else's negativity. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's amazing. Yeah. And you want to... Be more. Then you're more open, Mm -hmm. and you're you're talking about things no one else has talked about. Yeah. And there's and then the people who listen and comment, and then another person sees that comment, then they interact. Yeah. It's the cutest thing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is really really cool, and I love that's one of the things that I love about you is how you are so passionate about being open about your story and being able to help other people. Um, You're doing, you're going back home for Christmas or for the holidays and you're going to do a tour?
1: (laughs) I am, yeah. I leave Saturday, which I think is the 15th. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I lose track of my dates, but I go home like once a year and I try to make it a business trip as well, so I'm not twiddling my thumbs in the corner (laughs) so um this year I'm going back and doing some press and I uh, got invited to talk to my high school again which I did last year and they something went horribly wrong and they want me to come back again (laughs) i was not expecting that outcome and then um i you know my hometown is um, a small town called ashton oregon which is closer to the california border and they've been so supportive Mm -hmm. um the media has been insanely supportive the fans there i've had so many people reach out to me that i have no idea yeah everything is just like huge there and so I wanted to give back yeah so I, I'm i doing two free shows I didn't want anyone to have to pay yeah for me to like come see me so I'm doing uh I did was gonna do one mm-hmm. and then I checked my Facebook the other day on the event mm-hmm. and so many people were coming I was I freaked out <laughs> and I emailed the venue I was like no they're not we're not gonna fit this yeah. many people. it's like a it's a small intimate yeah bar and I was like can we add another date and so yeah. we added another date and Um, I just want everyone... I just want everyone to come because I really do appreciate them so much. Mm. And, I mean, my hometown is bittersweet, but we're such a tight community, and they've always been a tight community. Yeah. Um, And very supportive of my family when uh, my mom had cancer and, like, after she passed away. And I just want to give back to every single person who was there for me then. And now... Three years later, my career is still there. Yeah. And so I'm excited. And I, like I said, I haven't been back to Oregon in a while. And so to see the change and like see my dog.
0: (laughs) That's That's amazing. It's honestly. I always say that too. I'm like, I miss home and I miss my family, but I
1: miss my dog. Yeah. <laughs> my childhood dog is like 16, 17 Aww. now. And I'm like... like <laughs> Wait for me. Every time I get an unexpected call from my family, I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> no. It's the day. I'm so crazy. I have a tattoo of my... Her name is Rose. So I have a Rose tattoo. And then... Um, A friend and I wrote a song, not about the dog, but based (laughs) off of that tattoo, so it's pretty much about the dog. That's amazing. It's going to be my new favorite song. (laughs) Good old rose. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited, and um, then uh, I'm there for two weeks, and I'm back here for the new year, and... Next year is gonna be music. insane, so I'm excited. Yeah, what do you have planned for the new year? We're um we are just gonna be booking
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we're um
1: hoping to go worldly next year and kinda of hit some markets that um Yeah we're trying to hit and just yeah. continue with everything, release some new music and um there's so many things and I'm so excited because the bookings are gonna be Um, both performing, but also public speaking, Mm -hmm. which I love doing. And then you can always throw in music in the public speaking, but, um, I've realized that I always knew that I was wanting to use my voice to change the world, to make a difference. And for so long, I thought that was through singing. Mm -hmm. And I just realized very recently, like maybe a year ago that my voice is not just singing. Mm -hmm. It's public speaking it's talking about things that have never been talked about yeah um i hate using the word targeting but like being there for people who have never been heard yeah um because i'm adopted i've been through the mental health stuff and grief like um i partnered with a holt international which is an adoption service Mm and i um did a bunch of press for them this this year and Mm -hmm. i went to a the camp I used to go to where all, like, the adopted kids come together. Aww. And, like, just, like, being there for people who have never felt like someone has been there. Yeah. And it's just made me realize how important this brand is. Mm-hmm. And if anyone who knows me knows, I have no problem talking. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> they're, like...
0: <laughs> you know, I was thinking that, like... Even this morning when we were having coffee. It's like I don't know how I'm going to end this podcast because I feel like <laughs> we we just are going to talk forever. It's but... <laughs> just so fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's just nice to just be like it's just open nice to, to have like a therapy session. That's what <laughs> oh, those while are the best <laughs> um, It's so funny because people um, people don't talk about mental health as much as they should, which frustrates me. But it also makes me excited that there are people like you and like myself who are willing to go out and be like, you know what? No, we need to talk about this stuff and it's important. And I started, I started going to therapy a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. and it's been like the best decision ever. I go like once a week and it's amazing.
1: It's something that I think people were so ashamed of. I think Mm -hmm. when someone heard therapy, even like two years ago, they're like, okay, this person's crazy. Yeah. And, Therapy, I just like want to say that it's just someone who's trained to listen and help. Yeah. Like there's like, and it's in, like, people think therapy is just for like mental health. There's yeah. like relationship therapy. Mm-hmm. There's like sex therapy. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's, there's every, of, yeah. it's just someone who can talk to and are trained to where it doesn't hurt them. Yeah. They're, they want to help people. Yeah. I was in therapy for most of my life, mm-hmm. and I, if I need it, mm-hmm. I'll go back. Yeah. But um, I recommend if, I think everyone should see a therapist throughout yeah. their life. Same. That's like <laughs> I... When I... Like, the first few months after I started
0: going, I, like was like this is this should be like a mandatory thing for yeah. everyone in life. Like it's just, life is hard.
1: I mean and you like, have to find the right person. Yeah. I think that's always I think people quit therapy mm-hmm. so fast because it's not the right person. Mm-hmm. But I've been like through like four different therapists. And um my therapist that lived back in Oregon, I went to for almost a decade mm-hmm. and she was there through everything and um her her dog she had a the therapy dog and oh my like... gosh I need to talk
0: to my therapist can we get a dog in here yeah seriously
1: like it's I just think it's so important and it's like I I think it's hard in this industry like and that's what it's still a struggle for me is there's always a line you can't go under publicly Mm -hmm. like you can talk about the struggles you can talk about everything but you can't exactly say this is on my mind because there's always a line so I always say with my life there's a line I speak publicly there's a line I speak for friends there's a line I speak for family but there's nothing under yeah and sadly a lot of people um have told me that like they just never know if something's actually wrong with me. Yeah. My coping mechanisms, it's So it's so bizarre. My coping mechanisms with, like, that and, like, even pain, I just laugh and yeah. smile. <laughs> and it's just so misleading. Yeah. But therapists are there to be under yeah. your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And the best part of being under your comfort zone is you're comfortable with them. Yeah. So. Yeah. It takes, and it takes a while,
0: too. I feel like people, like, when I first went in, I had been wanting to go for, like, a few years. It had mm-hmm. been a thing that where, like, I had talked about it, and I was like, oh, maybe I should. I Actually, I had a really good friend, and one night him and I were talking, and he was very open about his mental health and, like, depression and just a lot of his struggles. And being around him made me feel like I needed to be more open about myself. Like, it was nice to be able to yeah. relate to somebody and, and talk about things. And so the more we talked... Um, And the more things that I opened up to him about, um, it really put it in perspective because one day he was like, It's crazy to me because you, like, the way that you handle everything is so, like, crazy. Like, you wouldn't be able to tell that all of this stuff has happened to you and, like, Mm -hmm. that you've been going through all of this. And he was just like, I don't know if that's, like, a good thing or not. And and that, like, sentence really hit me because I was like, you're right. Like, it, and maybe there are things that I need to like talk about and deal with because yeah. like everything seems
1: fine and everybody thinks that everything is fine. Yeah, and, and it's not. And it's it's everyone always sees the outcome and yeah. not how you got to that. Mm-hmm. And like, this the same thing is that like it's not like you're trying to just act. You it's strength. It's courage mm-hmm. and being brave and yeah. Um like I guess in our industry we want to be there for other people, mm-hmm. and we want to show that you can be you can be okay, but yeah. I think there's that mistake of um if you I feel like if you get through something, people always see you on some type of pedestals like she's she can get through that, she can get through anything mm-hmm. That's what I think everyone tells me. And then when I call people, I tell them, it's like, oh, we had no idea. And like, and then the worst thing is like, it's like, oh, well, we knew you were going to get over it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I always get over it. Yeah. But, it's still, yeah, but it's still, it's like, not as easy as it looks. Yeah. That's my life book.
0: Yeah. It's
1: not as easy as it looks. It's
0: seriously, it's crazy because people, I feel like
1: the thing,
0: I guess the thing that like a It doesn't upset me, but it disappoints me or it makes me sad. That's a good word. It makes me sad that people feel like you can do it, but I can't do it. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I I really want to change with Mm -hmm. all of this. And even with this podcast, I feel like everybody who I have on here has been incredible and so honest about their struggles. And I think it's just important to let people know that no matter what level you are in life or no matter how happy you think somebody is like, there's still stuff that goes on. And like, we
1: choose to be happy. It's like a choice. Yeah, And that's what I always tell people when I talk about mental health is that it's a choice and I'm never going to be a hypocrite to someone. If someone is going through something that I'm still struggling with, I'm not one to say, you need to get over it. Yeah. I'm more like, let's work together to both. Mm-hmm. I never want to tell someone that it's n- it's not okay to feel this way. Mm-hmm. Because I knew when I was going through self-harm, I wasn't depressed the whole time. I think people forget self-harm is an addiction. Mm-hmm. And it's a habit, just like drugs and alcohol. And so I was maybe depressed the first year and a half and then became an addiction Mm -hmm. and i had so many people at time telling me so many different things on getting better and stuff like that and it took me seven years to finally listen to myself Mm -hmm. and block out everyone else and i chose to get better and so many people were telling me so long to get better but i didn't want to get better Mm -hmm. i chose not to and it's so hard to see it now but it's so hard that time is heal and it's just yeah. kind of getting through that time and then you, you i think you can always encourage people to make the best choices mm-hmm. and you can obviously tell your story and i think that's really what helps people make choices is hearing someone else's story and not being told what to do yeah i always like want to make that so like clear when i talk to people is like when you tell someone to get better and you tell someone to do something their first instinct especially in self-harm is to retaliate Mm -hmm. and you never want to make someone promise something because they're going to retaliate and then three days later feel bad and then make it worse. Mm -hmm. So I'm always, I always tell people like, I don't want you to promise. Like I just want a verbal confirmation that you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Um, and I don't try to scare people in that way, but I think a lot of people look at my scars and they say, well, you, you survived. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, to this day, I don't know how. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, I never want to scare them. But I'm like, if you go down the road I went through, like, I need a verbal confirmation that you know you might not be as lucky as me. Mm -hmm. And that's with drugs. That's with alcohol. Like, everyone, like, is kind of their own person. Yeah. So someone, something that someone does is not shouldn't be a reason why you yeah, do that as well. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell people, and it's actually been able to work on a lot of people yeah. that I've talked to, is like, I don't want you to promise you're not going to do it. If you do it, you do it. I just need you to know the consequences mm-hmm. if you do do it. And I think that
0: that's, like, such an amazing way to approach it because I do feel like it's, it's so easy for people to just be like, oh, well, just stop or just yeah. don't or just you know, just be better, just try like, and yeah. it's like, no, like this is me trying, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. I'm failing yeah. and I need somebody who's just like, I love you and I'm going to like support you. Yeah. And like that, I feel like that's
1: what people need to hear more than anything. It's and- understanding. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone thinks they ever are understood. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love talking about it is I, I I'm not bullshitting anything, mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't know if I have never felt that way, I don't really give my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's just I like before, you never get into a fight unless you know everything you're fighting for. Yeah. Like I, I'm not going to get into a fight where I'm gonna lose Mm -hmm. (laughs) unless I want to learn like and I and I listen and I learn and I do a bunch of research and Mm -hmm. I just think about I never make decisions off of emotions I always try to think it through um I think that's helped me with like my stress levels (laughs) and like people are like you're so calm all the time and you never get mad I'm like I get annoyed but I just don't have the energy Mm -hmm. to get mad I'm so stressed all the time (laughs) there's no energy to like I think
0: that's yeah which is it's so funny because I feel like I've talked to people even just with like manners and just being nice to other people like it always amazes me when people are rude I'm just how do you have the energy for that seriously I don't understand like even when someone's mean to me I had a discussion with this girl um gosh a couple weeks ago and she was like from Boston and She was just telling me like the whole Boston mentality, and like she's like, yeah, like this girl at the bar was just like a bitch to us. So like, like she's our bartender, and she like um, made me upset. So I like I told her she was a bitch. (laughs) Love the straightforward. Yeah, she's like, and I like yelled at her, and I was just like, oh, like okay. She's like, well, is that like mean? And I was like, I don't think it's mean. Like she's like, would you have done the same? And I was like, well, I was like, honestly, like I just don't care. I was like, I just like yeah, I just don't care. Like I'm not. Like, I think if that's how you felt and that's what you wanted to say, like, that's perfectly fine. If she's being a bitch, like, yeah, it's it's fine. But, like, for me, it's just, like, I'd rather just be, like, all right, thank you, bye. Yeah,
1: it's just, just, you treat the people you want to be treated. Yeah. And then, like, like, I've had people stalk me and grab me, and I'm still nice. Yeah. I, like, politely am, like, I usually make up an excuse. Someone followed me to my car a couple weeks ago, and I told them that... He was like, the first thing he said to me was like, I promise I'm not being creepy. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> not one of these. <laughs> but I... I, I you didn't, know you're creepy like, one. Like, exactly. And so he was just... He's, he apparently watched me throughout the night and had to mm-hmm. follow me to tell me something. And it's like my blood was boiling. I was scared, too. The one mm-hmm. time I walk alone, mm-hmm. of course it happens. And I just said, it's nice to meet you. I left my credit card inside. I need to go get it. Like, it... It gives me—I just always want to see the best in people, which mm-hmm. is dangerous. But it—it it makes me sad yeah. that people feel like they have to be mean or they have to be this way. Mm-hmm. And it's putting yourself in their shoes. Yeah. And I feel like if you spread kindness, it'll rub off. Yeah. I mean, like best Ellen DeGeneres quote <laughs> ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so funny because it's like. I have a lot of friends who have that same mentality. And I purposely, like, not that I would ever not be friends with somebody. Um, I mean, I have friends in all different yes, th- all yeah. different types of friends. But Sight. the people that I spend the most time with are the people who are um, just so positive and motivated. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll, like, sit at dinner and I'll listen to us talk to each other and, like, I'll put myself in, like, people's, like, shoes, like, outside of, like, our group. And I'm, like, people probably think we're so annoying. Yeah. We're so crazy. (laughs) We're just, like, so nice and happy and everything's great. And, like, but what they don't see is, like, all of us have been through so much shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, and not to take away from, like, anybody else's story, but, like, I know what I've been through and what I've struggled with. And I'm happy that I'm alive Mm -hmm. and healthy and able to do something that I love. So I really genuinely, like love being around people who yeah. are excited about life. Yeah, And,
1: and I think, yeah, I, you have to, and you have to be selfish in a way like your self always comes first. Mm-hmm. And I know I have, I, Kelly Clarkson has a song called sober and the line is in it is pick the weeds and keep the flowers. Mm-hmm. Like other, it's amazing how other people's negativity it s- really sucks affects your you. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to be selfish and put yourself first, especially with staying sober from self harm and eating disorders and depression. And you gotta be take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Like when you have positive people, like people think you're crazy (laughs) because you're just so happy, and they're like, "How can those people be so happy?" Yeah. (laughs) And it goes back to it's a choice. Mm -hmm. Like I came to realize when I moved to Nashville. That I was 18 and I lived more years of being sad than happy. Mm -hmm. And I was depressed and I was sad for more than half of my life. And... That made me sad. Yeah.
0: That's like a very heavy. It yeah, was really so heavy.
1: And so ever since then, I remember the night I wrote a song about it, of course. <laughs> so naturally. So naturally. <laughs> so naturally I just got my guitar. guitar. And that's when I realized I don't have time mm-hmm. to be sad for the rest. It's just, it was just such a big moment. Yeah. But yeah. And then I realized to make that, I'm just going to have to cut people out of my life. And that's the thing that I, I've realized a lot with
0: talking to people is that they're scared to let go of people. A lot of times it's like, we've been friends since, you know, junior high, we've known each other our whole lives. Um, this group of friends has been there for me through so much. And, and I get that. Like I, I really do feel that and understand that because I was in that I had you know, friends that I've known since, you know, we were five years old. Yeah. And like, there's also friends that I met later in life who were there for me when I was like my worst self. Yeah, And so it's hard to let go of people who have been there for you, especially when they still loved you when you were a shitty person. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> like well, yeah. You know, they like, they still loved me through that. Yeah. And, um, but the thing that I realized was, when you make that choice and you separate yourself, you don't have to not be friends with those people. You can still talk to them and you can still have those relationships and those relationships might change. You go from hanging out with them every day to like seeing them once a week Mm -hmm. to once a month. But now that it's been like a few years of being removed, every time I see people who I was scared to let go of,
1: Mm -hmm. we're both in better places than we were. It's, I, yeah, it's it's amazing. And I mean, I think in the industry we're in, mm-hmm. statuses change. Yeah. And you really can weed out yeah. who's true and who's fake. Mm-hmm. And I think people have told me that they're frustrated that like, they were like, this person was with you at the worst times. And I was like, yeah, but I think people come in in your life for moments. Like, they were there for me in the past and I'm forever grateful and thankful for them mm-hmm. but the past is the past yeah like are they still here in the present or are they still it's yeah. it's it's sad and I know it's some people won't agree with me but you can't hold on yeah like you can be thankful and I'm forever thankful for the friends who are with me um through most of my hard times when I was younger and then it's just interesting sometimes how they're not here now. Yeah. And then something happens to my career and I get hundred emails mm. saying, oh, we're so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just timing. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think not anyone outside the industry won't really understand this. like, oh, well, people are busy. Yeah. But as, when you're the person who's feeling it, mm-hmm. you're like, y- there's no way you can't feel a little. Like, you don't think it's malicious. Yeah. But it still yeah hurts and so you you weed out yeah kind of people like that yeah but and it's the thing that I've
0: really loved I've um been on this Gary V kick I love Gary V um and one of the things that he has been pushing is you know positivity and cutting out negative people in your life and he's even been like you know if it's your parents if it's your family like just cut them out like you have to and and that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, like he, one of the things that he said that really um, resonated with me and which you've also been mentioning is like you have to be selfish in mm-hmm. order to be selfless. Like you have yes, to. girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh. This is forever my like mantra in yes. life is because it, it, you do like you really have to take time to like figure out who you are, what you want, get yourself to a point where you're healthy and you're not going to break. And like you can handle stuff in the way that it should be handled in a healthy way. Um, and not that you're not going to slip up. I mean, I've had moments, even like with this year, there was a lot of stuff going on with my health and I, found myself going back to like old coping mechanisms of like, yes. Oh, like I'm upset. So I'm going to go out and like drink and have fun and like party. And then the next morning I would feel bad. Cause I like, you know, like knew that that wasn't who I was or who I wanted to be. Like I felt myself slipping back into my old habits and it really like scared me, yeah but it was also interesting to be able to like realize it and yeah. snap out of it. And yeah. I think that's the important it's, thing. And that
1: that's, the biggest thing with recovery is knowing it's accepting that you've fallen or done something and changing it because mm-hmm. I was the same way and by the way everything you've been through you are so freaking strong it's <laughs> unbelievable like I admire you and respect you Thank so you. much I feel
0: the same way about you. Oh.
1: Like, oh. I love you <laughs> sorry guys but, but just like a, a, moment. a moment together um. <laughs> but my five-year anniversary of being sober from self-harm was this year.
0: And Amazing. it was a
1: huge milestone. And I saw it as... It was a milestone. Mm-hmm. I saw it positively. But it was also awful. Mm-hmm. I was under so much pressure. Because five years, when you're five years of something, yeah. it's like a whole different world. Yeah. And I remember... I was so anxious. I was so... It was one of the worst times of my life when Mm -hmm. it really should have been the best. And I retaliated and reacted and coped Mm -hmm. with awful things. But I thought it was okay. Yeah. Because it wasn't self-harm. And it wasn't eating disorders when, when that was what... I was recovering from. Mm -hmm. And so instead of doing that, I was, like, smoking cigarettes. I was drinking too much because I thought it was okay because it wasn't what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, the worst. And it's crazy. I mean, I love that you
0: are outspoken about that and able to recognize that because I feel like people... And I'm not a doctor. I'm not. I haven't been trained in anything. I'm not a therapist. I'm not claiming that I know all of the answers. But I really do feel like addiction is a mental health it is. issue, and it's it's not so much about the thing that you're doing to make yourself feel better. It's about what you're you're doing, like why you're doing it. Yeah. And and that for me, like asking myself why when I did a lot of things was the thing that like separated it from me. It's like, I've never been, I wouldn't consider myself an addict, but there are things that I've used like as far as drinking and partying and making choices that I knew were wrong as my way of coping with things. So now it's like, okay, if I go out drinking, it's like, why am I drinking? Am I drinking because I'm sad or am I drinking because I'm celebrating something? And that's, just the the difference and it's it's weird because it's I don't know I've uh, this year has just been crazy for me and I've met a lot of different people and had to really reevaluate a lot of things and addictions and alcohol and drugs were one of those things that I just really sat down and like thought about and Mm -hmm. and I'm still trying to figure all of it out I feel like everybody you still it's an ongoing thing addiction
1: is forever and it's it's and that's you know one of the reasons why I broke down is that mm-hmm. I thought five years, I'd be done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then you realize it's for the rest of your life. And you're just like, okay, it's been five years. hundred more to go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's someone brought up to me the other day, like addiction and habits. Like there's just always levels. Like someone who um, goes to work and is stressed out from work and it goes to the same bar every single day. That's a habit. Yeah. In a way, it's an addiction. Mhm. Um it's just so interesting. And yeah. when someone brought that up to me, I was like, I think addiction it really is mental health. I feel like everyone has it in their brain. Yeah. And it just turns on and off just like depression. Mm-hmm. Everyone like has depression in their brain. Yeah. And it's just it's a switch, but I think everyone nowadays like like everyone goes through somewhat of an eating problem, mm-hmm. whether it's just being gluten-free yeah. or dieting <laughs> yeah. or like vegan it's vegan like yeah. in a way everything kind of all comes around and you it's 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 amazing to really think about it yeah. now yeah yeah and know that it's not normal but it's more common than people think
0: mm-hmm. i
1: mean if i go out i never try to i'm so confident about all my scars yeah. i really don't care yeah i realized that if someone judges me by my scars it's more their problem. Yeah. But if I wear a jacket, because it's cold, because I have frail bones. <laughs> <laughs> a small human. <laughs> I'm a small human. I like to stay warm. I have no cold tolerance. <laughs> like, if I wear a jacket, no one has any idea. Because mm-hmm. the media has portrayed people who self-harm as you know the black lipstick black hair emo and like I think it's amazing to see people's reactions Mm -hmm. and it's not that they're like they're like oh my gosh she's crazy it's like wow like we just never expected it Mm -hmm. and it's it's like even when I meet people who tell me that they've been through stuff you just never it's amazing what people keep in and hide Mm -hmm. and um, people with some of the best lives yeah. have the worst personal lives. Mm-hmm. And like we we, t- we talked about that earlier. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's interesting to me because, it, it, like you said, it's always interesting to see people's reactions Like yeah. when you tell them stuff. And yeah. like I'm pretty open about a lot of things. Yeah. I, I think to a certain degree, I still like privacy. Yeah. I still uh, like yeah. <laughs> having, like, you know. There's some things you things. just got to cut off. <laughs> yeah, but... It is interesting um, because the more people that I I get to meet through music and through doing what we do, it's like there are so many people who have so many stories that are crazy, and it's like how yeah. like, I never would have thought that that was a thing in your life, and I feel like if we were more outspoken about it, like you know, like yeah. this podcast, I feel like <laughs> people would understand that like no matter what level of life you're at and and I mean level is in like you know whether you're having kids and getting married or going to college mm-hmm. or you have like you know a full-time career that takes up all of your life like it, everybody struggles with something yeah and it's like it doesn't matter like it, it, yeah you're always gonna struggle even if you have like what seems to be like the best life it's like no
1: there's a yeah. lot of... think like it's still life. Yeah. It's still ups and downs. It's insane. And, like... I mean, like, I always say, like, there's never a time in my life where there isn't chaos. I don't think I've ever lived, like, where my life is perfect. And I don't think mm-hmm. I ever will. There's always something. Yep. And um, there's this quote. It's like, some people... Uh, God, it's on my phone. Like, thrive in chaos and some people thrive just living in chaos mm-hmm. and like I think chaos is never always bad yeah it's just there's so much happening mm-hmm. but um i think you know those are the people who like they just live you you just exist i feel like just at, exist. That, at that yeah. point and i and, and you come to peace with it like yeah. i like there's so much that's going on so many good so many bad but I'm just living through it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not trying to complain. I'm not complaining at all. But it's just life. Yeah. And it's being human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they invent robots, it'll be a whole different story. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, but I, mean, I can just, like, plug in and like, yeah.
0: not, <laughs> not have to deal. It's it's funny because I had this discussion and also this realization um, last week after having um, surgery that this past year has been just non-stop craziness mm-hmm. for me it's it's been absolute chaos yeah. and there's been so many like just super shitty moments yeah. but also so many beautiful and amazing moments that this has literally been one of the best years i've and ever I, had and <laughs> i love
1: hearing that yeah. because that it's just shows a strength that you can turn because i mean we talked about everything and i was even like like we were talking before like i was sure i didn't know yeah. everything i knew some stuff but i didn't know everything but to bring out something positive and beautiful in the worst and negative times like it it's iconic and it shows the strength and it just makes me so happy to hear that because (laughs) someone can be depressed Mm -hmm. for everything they've been through and it just like i just like i get it Mm -hmm. i mean like we both have been through so much and like we could be so sad and upset about Mm -hmm. it but we choose to see it as growth Mm -hmm. see it as you know our lives could have ended. Yeah. But we chose to move yeah. on.
0: Yeah. And I think that the thing that I really like that sunk in for me was that over the years I've had things happen that have been sad and I've sat in them and dwelled in them. And mm-hmm. this year it was just like a shit storm. It was like one <laughs> yeah, thing seriously, absolutely like, other. Oh
1: God, And
0: it made me realize that like I didn't have time to care Like, as much as I wanted to, like, sit down and just, like, crawl in my bed and not go out in the world. It was, like, I was still doing a lot of stuff. I still had a lot of things planned for this year. I was still trying to, like, make the best of every situation. And through that, I think, is what made it so much better. Yeah. And it it was weird because it was, like, okay, like, I just needed to be present and not, like, thinking about the past. And not that... I mean, trust me, this, like, the last week of this month, like, is the end of the year. Like, I'm going to shut down and process everything and work through it because it's important. But it's interesting how when you're busy and when you're focused on living that things just kind of work
1: out. out They work
0: themselves out. And it does take time.
1: Yeah, I always say, yeah, I always say, um, I want to cry, but I got so much shit I got (laughs) to (laughs) do.
0: There literally was, um... Oh my gosh, like two months ago, it was just like one thing after the other. And I had that same like moment. I was like, (laughs) I need to cry and I have it penciled in for like next Sunday. Yeah, I (laughs) plan, I
1: plan out my crying session.
0: (laughs) It sounds ridiculous, but, um, but it also like by the time you get to it and you get to cry about it, it's like, oh wow, this wasn't
1: as, this wasn't as bad. Yeah. It's just processing it. And I think you know, I always tell people that my coping mechanism, I never want to tell anyone else how to cope. Mm -hmm. My coping mechanism, I'm a workaholic.
0: Yeah.
1: And I work and I work and that's how I cope. That's how I do it. And it's passion. So it's not really work. And I feel like when you find passion in overcoming something or getting through something, that passion overpowers everything else. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I remember self-harming and my therapist was like, start knitting. And I got passionate of knitting. And oh that my was gosh, the I co- want to knit. You, <laughs> you should have to knit. <laughs> that's amazing. I knit so many baby hats. Oh <laughs> this is gosh. ridiculous. That's
0: amazing. Next podcast, we're going to be knitting. Yes, <laughs>
1: we can do the tutorial. But just finding passion and, and like yeah. whether that's, you know, painting. It's amazing how the darkest moments can find your passion. Mm -hmm. and the loneliest times can find it can find your purpose yeah and that's where the healing and the recovery starts Mm -hmm. is having something to live for yeah and
0: and it can be anything i feel like people i get this a lot um because it's like oh well you sing and that's your passion and you have something that you know that you love and it also happens to be like my job. And so it's, it's nice, but there are people who have jobs that they don't really like. And it's like, well, you find other things to be passionate about. And it doesn't have to be like it. As long as it's something that makes you happy, I feel like that's the important part. Like we are fortunate enough that what we do is monetarily good for us. It provides for us in different aspects of our lives. But the main thing for both of us and I think most people in this industry is we do it because we love it because we're passionate about it.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: you could, you know, be passionate about golf. Like I, I enjoy golfing. (laughs) I'm
1: passionate (laughs) about like racing. And I think so many people forget that what we get to do is a privilege mm -hmm. and passion has to be the reason why you do it. Yeah. I remember at a time where, um, you know, money was, is obviously a part of it mm-hmm. but i remember for a split second that became my focus mm-hmm. and i remember getting sat down and they were like they could tell that i wasn't losing my passion but i was distracted by yeah everything and they said you know we can find someone as passionate or more passionate of you that has a better voice a better everything because i know i'm not the best singer <laughs> i know i'm not the best singer. it's, crazy. it's crazy
0: to hear if you hear her sing and then no. this comment it's like
1: okay and, but there's always someone better than you yeah and they were just trying to prove a point to her it's like this is a privilege mm-hmm. and ever since then it's kind of like i i'm a big racer i love racing and cars and stuff like that i say if someone's if you're having a race with someone and one person is passionate who has lived their whole life wanting to do it and then you have that one person who's just doing it for money Mm -hmm. like you know who's gonna win yeah and the other person might win or they might crash yeah I just remember that was the biggest awakening in my career Mm -hmm. and to where it's like I know it sounds stupid but it's like I don't do this for money I mean (laughs) I do it because I love it yeah yeah (laughs) like it's just it's amazing but like you said like golf yeah anything
0: is anything find anything that you're passionate about and like Use that as your outlet to just get happy, like find yeah, happiness, it, it's, and, just, and
1: it's just finding something to make you happy in a in a, in a healthy way too, mm-hmm. and like um, it's amazing to hear, yeah, what brings people happiness. Yeah, it's so cute. I love. I
0: there's yeah, there have been people who have been like the happiest. Some of the happiest people I've ever met or talked to are people who. Don't have things. I'm trying to figure out a way to word this in a um, in a so, from society standpoint. You yeah. know, they're not successful. Um, but talking to them, like they're so happy. Yeah, and and it's like vice versa. Like I've met people who, from a social standpoint, like they're super successful, but they're so un happy and it's it's just crazy to me like it doesn't matter where you are in life like happiness is a choice
1: absolutely and I think you know if there's so many different ways to be happy like um like I know I'm happy like when I don't have my phone yeah <laughs> I'm like and I know people who are in this industry who are big and they don't have social media. And that, that's what makes them happy. Like, it's mm-hmm. even the, the most unexpected things. And yeah. it's, it can be the smallest thing yeah. that makes you happy. Like, um, I got a day off and I went to a car museum. <laughs> and I sent my friend a picture. And he's like, I've seen people, like, give birth and, like, get married. But I've never seen someone so happy. Yeah, Like, it's... <laughs> I mean, that's just insane. I'm just crazy. But, like, it's, it's just so funny to see... Yeah,
0: I think once you, I I don't know, it's interesting, because it's like, right now, things are really good, and and I'm really happy, I'm, you know, I just had surgery, and I'm, like, recovering, but I'm still, like, really, really happy and, like, grateful, but things change. So, like, it's not like this is a constant for yeah. me. Like, it's an everyday struggle to be happy. And I think that that's something yeah. that people don't realize. Like, you wake up and you make a choice that, like, it's going to be a good day. Absolutely. And when something bad happens, it's like, okay, well, that sucks. But, like, it's still going to be a good day. Yeah. And if at the end of the day you're like, today sucked, like, that's fine. Like,
1: tomorrow's another day and you can try exactly. again. Like, it's, exactly. And I mean, like, I don't think, God, if there was a person that had happy day every single day i feel like their life would be so boring yeah you have to have lows to make the highs mm-hmm. sweeter and i feel like when you have lows it makes you appreciate happiness mm-hmm. more exactly and i mean it's it's interesting people always telling me like you got all your shit done with yeah it's like god i wish yeah like i like i think that's why i appreciate life so much more is Mm -hmm. that yes a ton of stuff happened when when i was younger but um i think it's made me appreciate life yeah so much more it's making me more excited about Mm -hmm. kind of the future and um i think that that's the thing that gets kind of
0: lost is that no matter how much you go through, like you always have to be aware that things can get worse and things like, you know, it's not going to stay happy forever. It's not like, Oh, I went through all of this like BS early. So now it's done. It's it's not being a pessimist.
1: It's being realistic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's It's like, we're not, I'm like, I'm, I always say I'm, I'm keeping my feet grounded, but I'm optimistic. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just, that's reality. Yeah. Like you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. And that's, it's just not going. Yeah. <laughs> it's just life. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, I think the sooner that, and it, and sadly it is like, you do have to go through some things. Like I'm very much the kind of person who has to learn things on my own. Yeah. So by fault, like I have, I have gone through things that I shouldn't have Gone through yeah. just because it's like I learn, you know, yeah. by doing things, and it's like even when people told me not to do things, I'm very stubborn. So it's like, well, I'm gonna try it. Same.
1: This is why you really get a log. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like, well, I'm gonna try it anyway, and then like, you know, the end result ends up being exactly what I was told it was gonna be. But you, would I wouldn't never have. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have. It wouldn't have had the same impact. Yeah, and there are like, I mean. For those of you who are able to listen to this and hear, you know, the stories of our struggles and be able to take those and learn from them and not have to go through them, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I wish that that's the majority of people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but if you are the kind of person who has to learn things for yourself, yeah. it's it's going to be hard. And, and like you said, you never know what's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I feel very blessed and lucky and fortunate that there were some things that I went through that I lived through exactly.
1: and,
0: and it's not the same for other people there. Are, I've definitely lost people to addictions and accidental overdoses and suicide. And it's, it's, it just sucks. Like it, it, it yeah. it's hard to understand. I don't think you ever will understand what makes the difference between you and that person because it's like you know we were on the same path exactly. we exactly dealt with the same things we grew up in the same neighborhood and it's it, it really is just a, i don't want to say that it's luck or chance or fate or a, a, we don't know what it we is we don't know and then and that's, that's the hard part with trying to figure things out on your own it's like there's always consequences
1: there's yeah and that's what there's always there's either going to be a reward or a consequence with every choice you make and it's coming to you, God, to accept it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it might be for you too when we're being stubborn. Like we've accepted the outcome. Yeah. I mean, we always hope for the best, but whatever happens, like uh, we were talking earlier about um, surgeries. Mm-hmm. I got a surgery last year and I postponed it for a very long time. And I accepted the consequence, not paid yeah. <laughs> really for them. <laughs> But it's like I was so stubborn mm-hmm. in what I was doing, and I mean, like even this past um, week, I moved into a new condo, and I had some friends that were gonna help, and they were telling me how, um, like, they replanned this, and then that day they were like, "We can't come till 4:30." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Bullshit! I'm not waiting till 4:30." <laughs> and they were like, "Well, you're not gonna get it done all and." Yeah. When I prove a point, yeah. when I'm trying to prove a point, I am the most stubborn person ever. <laughs> and I paid some consequences. <laughs> but I got everything done yeah. in like five hours. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard. I felt like I was going to pass out like 10 times. <laughs> but it it was a choice I made. Mm-hmm. And I accepted the reward or the consequences. Yeah. And I got both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like even like small stuff, like every choice really... Mm-hmm. Does have some ending to it. Yeah. I yeah. just got like lost in thought. I know we, we were just like, oh. I was just thinking. And and
0: I was like, end. oh my wow. God. <laughs> <laughs> We really went deep. Um, but all of that being said, let's pull it back to like a more yes Christmas, New Year's, everything's coming up. Um, I'm super excited to see what you're doing Aww, in the new year. So um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to have you like come back and oh, I'd love to. do like a um, round two. Yeah. Like an <laughs> update. Amy Corey, two. take two. <laughs> let's see where we've been and what we've been yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, But thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And I want to make sure that everybody is able to find you and see you.
1: So give them all of your info. I'm super duper blessed to have been able to get the domain of (laughs) amycorey.com. It's just dot ycom And then I'm on social media, Instagram, Facebook. And I have my current single, Brooklyn, on Spotify. But um, I'm not sure where that future of that is going to be. So mm-hmm. I'm going to sign a new distribution deal next year um so get it while you can yeah <laughs> but um I'm gonna be all over the place next year Yay. so just stick to the website and um I'm so excited I'm to see what her. you uh,
0: do too I'm so
1: excited um yeah we met at a birthday party for a mutual friend I remember meeting you and I didn't know anyone other than them I was like oh this girl's so cool i <laughs> <Stop. laughs> Drinking Jameson on the in the corner. Just
0: that was so oh, hiding. You were
1: wearing this like kind of like rainbow hat or something or like rainbow something where it's like multicolored, and I was like, this girl's amazing. <laughs> I forgot what it was wearing, but that's what I
0: clearly remember. <laughs> that's amazing. It's always funny to me to hear stories about like people and like and tell people to like what you thought of them when you yeah. first met them because it's so like really like I yeah. just felt like I was just like awkwardly like yeah. hanging out hiding trying yeah. to the, be somewhat social
1: yeah the first thing if someone if I meet someone in the meeting and they see a picture of me the first every single time the first thing they say they me is like oh my god you're tiny yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like what pictures have you seen <laughs> yeah
0: same it makes me laugh when people like yeah, I don't all get the, the time. By it. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm a small human. Like, I don't cheat. Petite. Petite. Yeah, Petite. Petite. I love, like, in in this is, I'm totally going off on a side no, tangent. No, I love it. Um, but it always makes me laugh when people, like, um, Look at like my shoes because I wear like a size six shoe, and they're just like, "Are these kids' shoes?" And I'm like, "No, these are these
1: grown-up shoes." I always like, joke. I w- when just like I'm just I'm very sarcastic, yeah. and I'm not trying to be mean. But I remember people were like, "Oh, I love your pants." And I'm like, "Yeah, kids store a Gap kids section. <laughs> it pays to be small, guys. It- <laughs> kids clothes and shoes are cheaper. I've had the same jeans since sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's what people. Are. It's just so funny to just hit.
0: Them
1: back, <laughs> yeah. like I'm not offended, so I'm just gonna make a joke. Out of yeah,
0: it. it's amazing. <laughs> but thank you so that much for so. having yeah. me. Thank it's you so for being fun. here. Um, we will see you guys. Well, we won't see you, we'll talk to you guys next time. We'll see you on social media, um, and hopefully in person next oh year. Oh, god, out yeah, in the world. Love it. Have a good one. We'll talk, <laughs> to, you <next laughs> talk to you soon. <laughs>